Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your go-to narcissist abuse recovery coach. Repeat after me. I am awakened. I am the chain breaker. I am the daughter of the earth. I relate to you, empath, and your struggles. And this show is here to support you and empower you. Your future self is calling. Get your free 10 powerful ways to defeat the narcissist and embrace your empath superpowers audio gift in the link in the show notes today. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional therapy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When I was dreaming of getting out of the narcissistic roller coaster of a relationship I was in, I fantasized living in a bright, tiny condo up on a hill with a view, with a cozy blanket, and a good book, and a cat. And then I would wake up to the reality of being shamed at my most vulnerable, being forced to listen to how he knew it all and I was dumb, basic, a wannabe, being locked out of my home on an inescapable balcony in only my undergarments. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath that's better h-e-l-p dot com forward slash e-m-p-a-t-h in the link in the show notes how to be angry no more how to heal your emotional abuse through the full moon ritual is what we're talking about today It is so important to have the angry stage so that you can remove yourself 
from this toxic web of lies and deceit and manipulation and gaslighting. But then once you're out, you don't need to hold on to this anger anymore. The anger is for a purpose. It's for a time and a place. And then once you find yourself on the outside with full resolve that you are not going back, you've been tested a couple times and you still are not going back, now is the time to release the anger. You know you're not going to be sucked back into that lie, back into the web, back into that horrible, gigantic fishing net of their deceptions, their charm, their charismatic ability to twist your brain in such a way that you think everything is your fault and you ask for more blame. It is mind-boggling and insane how this occurs, but I'm here to attest that it does and that it's not your fault. You just need to gain a bit more emotional resolve. Open your eyes to see that they are stringing you along with this carrot. And the carrot is not physical. This is what's really difficult about narcissists and the emotional abuse is that this reward is a dream. They sell you on hope. They sell you on a dream. And you latch onto that dream and they string it along and they carry it through and, and they convince you that if you just do this, then our dreams will be fulfilled. If you just say this, if you just do this, everything will be better. But that's not taking responsibility. That's not taking accountability on their part. And for anything to get to a point of fruition of a dream to be fulfilled, there needs to be work done on both parties. Both people need to put in the work and take responsibility for their shortcomings, for their ancestral pain, for their in emotional intelligence and self-improvement to be able to actually fulfill that dream. And if they're constantly putting it on you, if they're constantly saying that they didn't do anything, what are you talking about? Let's just move on. Let's sweep it under the rug. You know, discounting your emotions because they've had it harder in their life. All of these things are just a way for them to not take responsibility. And it's a cop-out. And so that relationship will never be able to meet the dreams that are promised because that person is not willing to put in the work. You may be willing to put in the work, but it can't be only one way. You can't pedal a bike with one foot. You can't row a boat with one paddle. You need both sides for you to go forward. If you're paddling on the right side of a boat, you're going to spin in a tight circle on the right. You're not going to go forward. You see, it's the same thing. So today, I wanted to share with you, as we just are in this waning phase of the full moon that just occurred this Saturday, the full moon is in Pisces. So you may have been feeling intense emotions. There's also Neptune involved, which is all about fogs and dreams and just that whole cloud of deception. So you've got that kind of involved. So there, things may have been just really confusing. Your emotions have been up and down and I don't know what's right. I don't know how to feel. That's, that was the energy of this full moon and it's okay. We're just going to continue to move forward. 
and we're going to continue to protect ourselves and go with the flow like the fish. And we're going to go round and round in the river. And we're not going to hold on to any of these ideas or these guilty, shameful feelings that you're feeling. And we're not going to hold on to them as if they are your fault or part of you. You need to release those and just flow. So this is the main thing I wanted to share with you of how we can heal from this emotional abuse is to harness the full moon. If you're new to this, I've talked about this a long time, but I'm just going to keep reiterating because this is how we learn. The moon in general, in the planetary kind of the way it affects our energy is emotions. It governs our emotions. So I'm not saying that the, the moon is fully responsible for all our emotions and bad behaviors. What I'm saying is that it is an influential energy and then we have autonomy to choose what we do with our emotions. So when it is fully illuminated, it is essentially our emotions uh, under a microscope. They are in the spotlight and they're fully illuminated. They are swelled. If you've noticed possibly around the full moon, your body feels like it's retaining a lot more water. You know, you look at the earth, the full moon, there are high tides. It does affect us and our energy and our gravity and our body and the waters on the earth. And so it's fully illuminated. So that means in this zodiac, which I had mentioned, it's a water sign. It is highly emotional. It is very mutable. So it just goes with the flow, right? Just kind of swimming around. The symbol of Pisces are two fish going in a circle. And so we have this energy, this last Saturday's full moon, of all of that, what I just described. So that's kind of where I'm receiving all of that information. So it's important to be able to focus and harness this energy. And if you so choose to do a ritual. Now, this has been one of my favorite rituals to do. And it is so important to be able to harness whatever energy we can to allow all of these things to release out of us. I truly believe in this, the magic, the white witchy energy of being able to use the elements of the earth, use what is going on around us in the energy to use as a tool to guide us, to help us, to release so I will share with you this ritual in just a moment. Hey, empaths, wanted to take a break and ask if these phrases sound familiar to you. I didn't say that. You're too sensitive. No one will ever believe you. If these phrases are familiar, then you may be dealing with a narcissist. Then my book, Empath and the Narcissist, is for you how to overcome narcissistic abuse and recover from PTSD, codependency, gaslighting, and manipulation. This book weaves personal stories, education, and healing exercises and is a guide for you to heal from childhood trauma with effective exercises and even a bonus chapter on human design. Also receive another bonus in this book, the free Four Ways to Set Powerful Boundaries workshop is included in this book if you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then go to www.ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist. 
Now, back to the show. Before I dive into that, I wanted to take a break and go back to what Carice Thompson talked about on the podcast last Thursday. And she talked about there being this toxic push and pull. And if you imagine yourself in a room, I love this analogy she shared. Imagine yourself in a room and it's full of toxic people, right? This is talking about not having boundaries and also just kind of like Pisces, just going with the flow, just whatever energy is attracted, you take and you, whatever action is given towards you, you take, whatever abuse is thrown at you, you take, whatever insult, emotion, physical altercation, you take it. And you say, oh, well, I guess they just did this because I pushed their button. So I need to just take it. That is not what we need to do. Your room is full of toxic people, toxic situations, and you're just taking it. You're just getting pushed around and yelled at. And your door may be wide open to receive, like conscious you, you want to receive good. You want to receive abundance. You want to stop with all this maltreatment, but you don't know how because your room is crowded with all of these people with all of these situations, with all of these negative thoughts and subconscious narratives that you have in your own mind that come from way, way, way back into your childhood that you have no idea how and where, but certain circumstances, certain events that shock us, that condition us, they stay in our body. They stay in our subconscious psyche. And we don't even know it's affecting our decisions as an adult. So she talked about you needing to clear out your room. You need to get those people, those negative, toxic situations and people out of your room, which is your life, so that you can invite and have room for the positive and the healthy to come into your room. As your door is wide open, they may be passing by and see all the toxicity in your room, i.e. life, and they're like, no, thank you. There's no room for me here. Sorry. Goodbye. And they continue to walk along. And you don't want that, right? You want the good to come in. You're like, why is the good passing me up? Why does it keep passing? It's because it is in there. It is rooted energetically in your life, in your room, and it's too full. So she said in the podcast, you need to make room for the good to come into your life. How do we make room for the good to come in our life? This is what I'm going to share with you today. And I hope that that analogy resonated with you last week. And even so today, I know it's resonated with me. So I feel very connected to you. So I know it's resonating with you. So how do we do this? We, first of all, need to acknowledge that there is toxicity in our life, in our room. Right? If you're just looking around and you're like, oh, they're fine. Oh, they're making, you're making excuses. Oh, that just is how it is. This is my life. And you accept the toxicity in your room and you draw no boundaries, then you have a room full of toxic people and you're just there. You're just accepting it as it is. So the first step is to acknowledge that these people, these situations and thoughts in my life, i.e., room, they're toxic. That's simple, right? It seems simple, but I understand it takes a while to wake up 
It takes a while to be like done with the abuse. It's like a Jenga puzzle. Have you ever played the game Jenga where you're pulling out a piece and you're putting it on the top and you're fine for a while. And then you start pulling out like bigger chunks of piece and putting on the top and the Jenga is like starting to get unstable. All those pieces are all of the emotional abuse done to you. And at first you're like, I can take it. It's fine. I'll just excuse it. They're just having a bad day. And then as these pieces start to make your Jenga tower unsturdy in the middle, those are the bigger things that they feel comfortable they can do, like hitting you, like locking you outside of your house, like ignoring you and neglecting you, you know, canceling vacations, taking away gifts that they've given you, all of these pieces piled on top of the Jenga puzzle in the middle of your game when it starts to get unsteady and you're like, whoa, whoa, it's going to fall. Those are the big ones. And then at the very end, you pull one little block from the top, trying to not have your whole Jenga tower collapse. And that one little block is that last tiny little emotional neglect, tiny little emotional abuse. And you try and put it on the top and your tower collapses. And you're at your last straw. You may snap, you may react, you may all of a sudden look like the abuser and they finally get to blame you for being the abuser and do horrible things like call the police on you or blame you for everything or tell the whole, you know, friends and family that you are the abuser and you're the crazy one. And even more, you're like so even more irate and crazy because your tower has just fallen. The straw, the very last straw that you can take anymore is done, like you're done, can't handle it. And you're just out, right? And you leave. Now, this can happen multiple times. You can rebuild that Jenga puzzle and play again. And that's you going back to the narcissist. But you don't have to put that Jenga tower back up again and play again. You can walk away and you have the choice and the power to. Now, of course, they can try and seduce you. And, oh, that I, I, won't, I won't make our Jenga tower unsturdy again. I won't do that again. But isn't that the game of Jenga? Isn't that the MO and game of the narcissist? That's what they do. They're always making the tower unstable. That is the point of the Jenga game. And that is their psyche and their subconscious patterns that they don't want to fix. They could if they wanted to, but they don't want to, right? So there's a difference between someone who's toxic and unhealthy, that wants to go to therapy, that wants to get fixed, and not make their Jenga tower super unsturdy. And there's others who just make an excuse. They don't want to put in the work. They just want their Jenga tower to be super unsturdy because that's the way we play. That is what it is. So all of that to say, I get it. It's the last tiny piece of the puzzle and you're like, fuck you, I'm out. This is ridiculous. It could be the tiniest thing. And then you think back, it's like, that was really dumb of me to overreact. This is how they get you back in. Oh my God. Like I shouldn't have snapped. He just wanted a little bit more salt on his egg. He wanted, you know, a little bit more spice in his food, or I brought home an order wrong. You know, all these little tiny things, right? Always comes back to these tiny daily habits of sustenance, or I left my toothbrush in the wrong place. Whatever it is, it's not stupid because You have to think about your Jenga, your house, your emotional sturdiness 
was literally standing on one piece of a Jenga tower on the outside, leaning like the Tower of Pisa. Leaning, leaning, leaning. And then they took that last one out. It was sitting on the last leg of the stool. And you're like, done. So it's not your fault. You didn't overreact. You were already pushed to the brink emotionally of your patience and your emotional stamina. So no, you didn't overreact. You don't need to feel guilty. You need to think back about all of the compounding things that happened that pushed you to the brink. And you're an empath, so you're kind. You're forgiving, you're loving, you're justifying all of their things to just move on and be, be good, be happy. Let's just, everyone just hold hands and hug. Like, let's just do this, right? Not everybody wants to hold hands and hug and, you know, be butterflies and rainbows and sunshines. There are people out there that want to steal your joy and steal your uniqueness and steal your light. That's just the reality of this dark, broken world. So after my long rant about the Jenga puzzle, I really truly hope that resonated with you because I think that's another big piece of healing from emotional abuse is not taking the blame. You didn't do something stupid or minor and overreact like you shouldn't have. You should have a long time ago, but you were so emotionally strong and hopeful, you held on until the very last straw, okay? so. Whatever made you snap was not stupid. You are validated in feeling hurt, neglected, dismissed, and abused. Now, this ritual I keep hinting towards that I'm going to share with you is something you do during the full moon. You can do it every full moon, and you can do it as it's waning. It's even more powerful the day after as it's waning. So today's Tuesday, right after the Saturday full moon. This is a day it's still potent to release as the moon is waning. And what you do is you take all the elements that incorporate our energy of our existence. So first we're going to take a lead pencil. Use a pencil with lead and a piece of paper. And you're going to write out your emotions of how you're feeling. Remember I talked about the moon being fully illuminated? So it's super easy to fully illuminate your emotions right now. You could probably write for 20 minutes about how you're feeling because it's so exaggerated. It's so out there. You're, you're not hiding anything. This is perfect. You don't have to sift through your justifications, your like, you know, examples or excuses or, oh, I did this or this. It's like, no, this is what I'm feeling and it's out there and it's released and it's out in the spotlight. So you take it down the lead pencil, paper, this is the earth elements. You write it all out and you journal everything you're feeling right now, specifically like one intense emotion if you really want to pluck it out. So what we're doing in this releasing ritual is we're gardening our minds and our subconscious. And you're just taking a weed and we're going to pull it at the root and remove it, release it, and then transmute it. So you write everything out. And then after you've written, maybe set a timer for yourself of seven minutes. It kind of gives you time. Like if you feel like you're done, but you've got two more minutes, 
write some more, and then you realize, oh, there's more. There's more root here. Let's dig a little deeper. I got more. So you write it out, and then when the timer goes off, you're going to write some more, but not of the same. You're going to think back, when is the first time that I felt this? Is it in your childhood, your teenage years? When is the first time I felt this specific feeling? And write that out. Get it all out. How did, what situation? What happened? Who was there? How did you feel? How do they treat you? You know, just write out all of the feelings surrounding that connected, the root, the first time you felt that. And then what you're going to do is after you've written that all out, you're going to safely take this piece of paper. I usually fold it one time. I put it in a stainless steel pot. I go outside where there's no brush or anything around me. I typically like to go near my tree that I love in my backyard, but not right under it. I don't want anything catching on fire. And then you're going to light this journal and you're going to burn and release it through the fire element and transmute all of the air of your thoughts have gone into the paper through earth. And then you're going to release the air of your words back through fire up into the air. And it goes up into the air and you're transmuting all of that. So you're sacrificing essentially and you're burning these emotions. This weed you just plucked out of your subconscious in your mind, it is now surrendered and released to the universe. It's not there for you anymore to stew on, to ruminate. It's gone. And as that final step in the ritual is you go and you shower and you cleanse it off. So you, you can either take a beautiful salt bath, if you wish, to soak and cleanse and just like soak up your goodness and wash all of that excess energy off. Or you can shower and just take a nice, beautiful, quick shower and let the magic of the water cleanse any excess energy off. You want to do that as soon as possible. So kind of plan out your ritual for around the time you're going to take a shower. And this is it. This is the magic of this full moon ritual. You can do this every full moon, the day of or the day after. You can do this in between, to be honest, especially while the moon is waning towards the new moon. You typically don't want to do it while it's growing. But again, if you have something really pressing, do it. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It's all energy. It's not like, oh my gosh, this magical window is gone. <laughs> it's all energy and it's all going to transmute no matter what. It just is easier to access your emotions when they're fully illuminated by the full moon. So please don't wait if you have something pressing to transmute to the universe. Write it all out and transmute it. And after this, you will not feel this energy of this negative emotion again. It will be gone and released. There may be another layer to something similar, but it won't be the same exact thing. So this is why I've been doing this for a couple years, every full moon, and really been able to release and unburden my subconscious from all of these negative emotions and feelings. So it's very powerful. This is how I recommend that you start to heal and release from emotional abuse. This is not an overnight thing, but this is going to strengthen yourself as well. Because the, thing, the funny thing about writing out 
things, right? We always kind of write in our journal and we may still get sucked back in and be like, oh, like, oh, they're so loving and they've love bombed you. I can't believe it. They're going to change finally. But when you write it all out and be like, God, you know, every password you want, every tear drip dropped on the paper is so potent. And then when you transmute it to the universe, it's like solidifying that you're not crazy. It is solidifying that this truly is something genuinely that you're feeling and it cannot be gaslit. A beautiful song written by Leonard Cohen about Joan of Arc is very inspirational and inspiring to share with you how transmutation works and is modeled through fire. And I'll read you the lyrics. Now the flames, they followed Joan of Arc as she came riding through the dark. No moon to keep her armor bright. No man to get her through this very smoky night. She said, I'm tired of the war. I want the kind of work I had before. A wedding dress or something white to wear upon my swollen appetite. Well, I'm glad to hear you talk this way. You know, I've watched you writing every day, and something in me yearns to win such a cold and lonesome heroine. And who are you, she sternly spoke, to the one beneath the smoke? Why, I am fire, he replied, and I love your solitude. I love your pride. Then, fire, make your body cold. I'm going to give you mine to hold. Saying this, she climbed inside to be his one, to be his only bride. And deep into this fiery heart, he took the dust of Joan of Arc. And high above the wedding guests, he hung the ashes of her wedding dress. It was deep into his fiery heart, he took the dust of Joan of Arc. And then she clearly understood, if he was fire, oh, then she must be wood. I saw her wince, I saw her cry, I saw the glory in her eye. Myself I long for the love and light, but must it come so cruel and oh, so bright? It's just such a beautiful song and poetic expression of how fire embodies and transmutes into power. So allow your words and your roots of negativity and negative emotion and anger, allow them to transmute through the fire and heal your emotional abuse that you never deserved never, ever, ever deserved. The last thing I wanted to share with you of how you can subconsciously release your anger and your negative feelings is through the emotion code. I've been working with Madhvi Mathur. She is an exceptional emotion code coach. She helps you release and find what's in your subconscious hidden relating to whatever thing that you're dealing with. 
And there's this whole map and this whole process that entails going through and finding the root and understanding where this is all coming from. And she uses a beautiful thing called muscle testing. So you don't even really need to know. She feels into your subconscious and does different types of muscle testing to figure out where you at percentage wise in this area, where you're at, you know, how much heaviness is in your subconscious that you need to release. And then there's all the steps that she takes you through to release it. And it is released. It is shed. And you work your way towards being 100% abundant, 100% healed, and 100% clear of all of these weeds, negative emotions and thoughts and negative narratives that are just hiding in your subconscious from trauma, from your childhood, from way back maybe even in the womb. You just, you never know where this all comes from. This emotion code is a unique perspective and a new energy and emotion. So I'm sure you are like me. I am actively working with her, and I just highly recommend that you get contact her and try her out because you probably feel like you've tried everything and you feel stuck and you're starting to feel hopeless and feel like nothing can help make the changes you were looking for. If this sounds like you and you are like me, I would like to introduce you to the emotion code and body code. This is a type of energy healing that is based on the premise that your body holds an energetic record of everything you've experienced in your life, both good and bad. The energy of negative or traumatic experiences can affect you at a cellular level sometimes becoming trapped and keeping you stuck in ongoing patterns of fear, sadness, and pain. The emotion code and body code contains elements of acupuncture, kinesiology, magnetic therapy, and ancient Chinese medicine, and is based on the principle that if not acknowledged and properly dealt with, emotions can become trapped inside us, negatively impacting our thoughts, feelings, health, and wealth on a deeper level. As a certified body coach and emotion code practitioner, Madvi has a deep understanding of these energies and how they can cause blockages in your life. Madvi is helping people release emotional baggage, break negative patterns, and find root causes with the emotional and body code. She believes the healing possibilities of the body code and emotion code are limitless. And I can highly attest to this while working with her myself. So I would highly recommend connecting with Madhvi Mathur. Reach out to her in the show notes today and get your free emotion code inquiry consultation today. Visit www.madhvi.ca. That's M-A-D-H-V-I dot C-A. And the link will be in the show notes. Maybe you've seen a little bit of a change in how I'm presenting myself. Who knows? That is something that we're actively working on through my sessions with Madhvi and the Emotion Code. Don't forget that I do also offer coaching sessions for you specifically on recovering and healing from narcissistic abuse. I'm taking one-on-one coaching 
clients. I have four spots left. So contact me through the link in the show notes to grab your coaching sessions today. Now, one last closing thought for you is that we are currently in a Mercury retrograde. So what that means is just continue to revisit the laws of re's. So reassess, review, rethink, and double check everything before you sign it, especially have your legal counsel review anything before you sign anything. During Mercury retrograde, things will slip up, sneak in, that will bite you in the butt later on. So double check everything before you hit send and get your legal team to go over it for you. Now, in light of that, I want to remind you that you can buy The Empath and the Narcissist book, How to Overcome Narcissist Abuse and Recovery from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, and Manipulation on Amazon. You can also listen to my book now on Audible. I'm so excited. So if you are seeing a friend struggle, just grab the book and type in a different address and send it to them on Amazon. Read it for yourself. Review it to share the love with others. And I just wanted to share a review from the book and a fellow survivor she shared with me this week. It says, I'm so happy for the work that you're doing. I would have never saved myself or saw the patterns without that you write or talk about. I had no idea my whole life I've been struggling to survive. I truly wouldn't be able to stand up for myself if it wasn't for you. Thank you for that beautiful review. I am so appreciative of the feedback and that truly means the world to me because when I started writing the book, it was my goal to at least help one other soul with the issues and problems and that I had and share with you how I healed from narcissistic abuse, PTSD, and all of the above mentioned. So thank you so much, everyone. Cheers to Mercury Retrograde. Cheers to us investing in ourselves, gaining resolve, standing firm, and keeping our unique lights shining. So remember, keep your unique light shining. See you Thursday. Swear I won't forget this, why do I regret this? In my mind reckless, thoughts are feeling endless Sitting up I'm breathless, anxiety's infectious I feel so defenseless, betrayed and embarrassed I hate being